0: Well, we come to you on this portion of Mid-South Viewpoint from the National Religious Broadcasters Convention, Proclaim 18. It's always exciting to come to the NRB. This year we are in Nashville, Tennessee, home of country music. No, I haven't seen any famous country music person right now but we're meeting plenty of people involved in ministry literally people from all over the world come to the annual convention of the national religious broadcasters it's exciting like i said to meet different aspects of media it's not just for radio we've got radio television there's print there's streaming there's i mean there's all kinds of representation to get the message the greatest message known to humans that God so loved the world, and so that is being proclaimed through social media, through radio, like we do here at Bot Broadcasting Company. We're privileged to be associated with the NRB. Well, like I said, when you walk around, you just meet different folks, and I ran into a lady last night. We had a reception. It was the ice cream social for Love We're Finding Ministries. Each year, they do a reception and serve ice cream what's interesting about that fellowship is it's at nine o'clock at night so it's like you've been going all day and then you fill up with ice cream and then you go to bed (laughs) so anyway it's all good it's all fun but i met a lady last night and i said we've got to sit down and talk she's in our neck of the woods hot springs arkansas just a stone's throw from the memphis area and a lot of our listeners we even have listeners in North Little Rock but a lot of our listeners in the Memphis and mid south area travel to Hot Springs for as a vacation destination i love to go to Hot Springs to get away it's a short drive from Memphis and a beautiful place to be but Candy Rose is the president and ceo Of Addiction Free Ministry. We're going to hear Candy's story today. But, Candy, first of all, welcome to Nashville here and welcome to Bot Radio Network.
1: Well, thank you, Byron. This is wonderful. I love bragging on Jesus. (laughs)
0: Oh, I know. I'm excited about you sharing your story. We're going to find out more information about, again, the Addiction Free Ministry that you are the president and CEO of. You are an author. You've written five books. You have a radio ministry. I had a radio. Oh, you had a radio? Traveling TV. Yes, a traveling TV ministry, too. So, we're going to give details about that. I think it's a good place to start your backstory. Your mother led you to Christ over the phone. Yes. But you are a former stripper and prostitute. Yes. Uh, you had multiple addictions. You also had a, a stripogram business. Yes. So talk about life before Christ. How did you get to a place that led you into prostitution and some of these other addictions?
1: Okay. Well, let me start off with telling you what happened in my past because I interview hundreds of people that have had similar hurts and things that happened in their childhood uh, that brought a lot of pain and a lot of anger. So this is what happened to me. I, As I was growing up, my own father molested me from about 3 to 11. And then I lived in Chicago, got in a bad neighborhood, hung with some not very good people. Before you know it, I'm date-raped, I'm gang-raped, even kidnapped at knife point at five months pregnant. I end up with a very bitter, hard heart, Byron. And before you know it, I ended up uh, getting introduced to a dancing agent. Now, anybody that's familiar with Chicago knows about Old Town and Rush Street. Those are areas where there are clubs, dancing clubs. And at that time, I'm older now, but at that time, it was go-go dancing and also topless and bottomless. So this agent would uh, send us girls out at different clubs And make commission off of us. And then we'd make commission off of the drinks we were able to
0: hustle. Now, Candy, how old were you at this time?
1: 18. I got a false ID. So from 18 to 21, I worked for off and on whenever I needed money. I loved to dance, but I didn't like having to hustle the men for the money. That was the bad part. So I did that up until 21, and then I got married. But you see what happened, Byron, is I took my addiction and my hard heart and my baggage into my marriage, and he drank also, before you know it. Now, he married me with three children, and then we had one together. He was really a good man, but I'll tell you what, addictions really ruin lives and destroys families. And so through that, we end up fighting a lot. I quit the dancing through the agent, but then I ended up divorced after 10 years of marriage, and then I answer and add in the paper for a full strip club. In Illinois, it's not just topless and bottomless. At the end of your show, you become completely nude. And then really the back room hustling is really totally disgusting. And I noticed almost all the girls, including myself, had to be high on something just to deal with the shame. and the. But you end up with a hard heart, and you think you have to do what you've got to do to make a living. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded our eyes. Byron, truly, he has because if you don't know the Lord and you end up in situations where the money seems enticing, like selling drugs or prostitution, which I did also, I was also a prostitute. And before you know it, you know, the money just reels you in.
0: At any point, Candy, at that time, I mean, did you ever think, God, how did I wind up here? I mean, are you even thinking about God No, times I'm not like thinking that? about
1: God. I wasn't raised in church. I'd only been to church a few times as a kid. I remember a few times my mom sending me to church. She didn't go either then. And I would just take the offering money she gave me and buy some cigarettes and not even go. Didn't even know John 3.16 when I got saved. Not even state till I was 35. So let me back up and tell you, after that, when I worked in that strip club, I was 31 years old, I think now at this time, divorced and working in the strip club. I did that for a year. Then my boyfriend, I was dating, his friend asked me if I'd do a bachelor party. And I got paid $150 for a half hour, and they said nobody would touch me, and my boyfriend would be my bodyguard, so to speak. I thought, hey, that sounds good. I mean, you know, I really didn't know the Lord. I, I didn't think anything about God, actually. I had no shame, actually, Byron. I didn't like having to deal with the men. I didn't like that part, but I really had no shame of of sin. Because, you know, actually, the Holy Spirit is the one that convicts us. And at that point, I hadn't—nobody had really witnessed to me. And, and
0: you'd never met the perfect love yet. I mean, you'd been no. rejected by your dad. <laughs> yeah. And you'd been really abused and just used— by all these men.
1: Yes. Yes, and got very hard-hearted. Really, the love of my life, of course, now we know is Jesus. <laughs> He's the one i was lo- been looking for my whole life, for that
0: fulfillment. So was your mother praying for you through all this time? I mean, how did she come to know Christ?
1: Okay, mom believed in God, and you know there are many believers, but there's difference between being a believer, believing God exists, and maybe even praying to him. But the difference is not being born again. That's where you make a whole commitment with your whole heart and willing to leave the old life behind. So she had (laughs) been praying for me, but she got saved now when I was about 34. And it was during the time I had my stripping business. And I seen Mama always had love and always loved me. But here's what I seen in Mama. She had peace no matter what she went through. She had physical problems. Osteoporosis, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid arthritis, I mean, horrific pain would just shoot through her body. And as soon as it would shoot through, next thing she'd do, this is as a Christian now, she'd smile and say, It's okay, honey. And I knew it was only God that was giving her that good attitude and the peace. Then the horrific emotional things she had to deal with, probably worrying about me, whether somebody's going
0: to kill me. So, Candy, really, for you to even go to sleep at night, dealing with just the weight of what you were living through, I guess you had to stay high most of the time. Oh,
1: yeah, I did. And then my drug of choice was alcohol and then pot. When I started my stripping business, I switched to pot mostly because alcohol because now I was becoming a businesswoman with that stripping business because I had a commercial on TV, a billboard advertised on radio. Now I was having to keep track of all this and not fall off the stage or wherever I met being drunk. So I stayed high on pot. Now I had shot up with desoxin when I was younger. I had tried cocaine. I had bad experiences on those things, bad experience on pills. And so I went back to my drug of choice was always alcohol and marijuana. But let me tell you, marijuana is a very strong addiction, too. I was smoking about every 45 minutes.
0: Did you worry about disease in the lifestyle you were living, too? No. You know, sexual transmitted diseases? No.
1: And you know what? Now, of course, I'm, I'm going to tell you how old I am now, and I don't mind because I'm glad to be alive. And I've been rededicated now for 29 years. And I didn't get saved till I was thirty-five. But at that point, I'm sixty-nine now. But at that point, at thirty-five, it is a miracle I did not get any diseases. And I think, and now after I've been saved, there are so many diseases out there: yeah. AIDS and and herpes and and oh man, just so many of them.
0: Well, I was just thinking about maybe your friends along the way, other girls that were in the same industry that you were. You yes. know, maybe that were working with you in their yes. lives. I mean. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm sure they probably had diseases, to it. Nobody probably knew about it. It's just a miracle yeah. that I, I didn't.
0: Okay, so tell me where you were when you received the call from your mom, or did you make the call to your mom?
1: I make the call. Okay, let me tell you then what happened after the strip club. I worked in that for a year. I got really tired of dealing with the men in the back room, and I think I mentioned my boyfriend's friend asked me to do a bachelor party. <clears throat> Excuse me. I got a frog in my throat. As your listeners can probably tell. You're fine. (laughs) But I want to brag on Jesus, and you said you didn't mind. Well, anyway, so after I got asked to do that bachelor party, I had been in real estate years ago when I was married, and I had learned about advertising and things. And so when I did that first show and made that good money, the Bible says there's a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giveth him understanding. In other words, God can speak to you and give you inspiration and ideas, but so can the devil. And I believe at that point, I was inspired by the enemy of my soul to start my business called Candy Rose Productions. I got business cards up that said Candy Rose Productions. I made a logo to put on it, Candy Cane with a rose around it. Next thing you know, I'm advertising on uh, cable TV. It came on 38 times a day, ESPN, Nashville Network, MTV, showing us getting out of a limo with my dancers. Then I end up with a billboard. Uh, five radio stations all in about a year and a half time and I thought man I'm doing good nobody's touching me no more I'm not a prostitute no more I'm an entertainer man was my eyes blinded I didn't know how lost I really was but here's what happened when mama got saved see she started praying for me
0: can we stop there a second yes yeah, sure. I was just thinking about <laughs> I heard a preacher say one time sin takes you further than you want to oh, go yes you stay longer than you want to stay yes and you just keep going out. You yes. keep drifting and drifting, going further and further.
1: Yes, and that's what was happening to me. I even started doing nightclub shows just before I got saved and became like a, a booking agent for talent. I end up with magicians, break dancers. I, I, I Even this guy that roller skated, I made him Rozo the Clown roller skate on a dancing in the intermission. We'd go into the nightclubs and put on a show, a variety show. And I remember I even came out of a coffin that night. It was New Year's Eve. We pulled up in a limo uh, as the beginning of our show, getting out for all the audience and everyone to see us. And and I thought, man, this is wonderful.
0: And as you say, Candy, how deceptive that Satan is making us think that this is entertaining. I mean, and I I guess to some degree it is entertaining. Well, in the world's eyes. Because the flesh is lusting and yes. trying to find its food, and it keeps lusting and desiring more.
1: Yes. Yes, and it's it's progressive. Every addiction. I even was addicted to pornography, and lust got so bad. See, this is why I know now I can tell people honestly, Jesus can set you free from anything, because I have been set free.
0: Right, let's go to that phone call. Okay. Tell me about you were on the phone with your mom.
1: Okay, so then I, I thought I was going to lose my kids right in the midst of this so called career nasty career, I thought I was going to lose them. My mind then went to my mother you see it 's important, and i 'm encourage your listeners for them if they 're Christian to live the life before your family and and friends and love them unconditionally because if they see you walk the walk and not just talk it they 're going to want who you have when they get put in a situation because when I needed peace, because my mind was tormented, I loved my business. I wasn't ready to quit my business. It wasn't like I was miserable over that. But I was miserable. Pretty good paycheck coming in. Oh, yeah. I was I was making commission off of the other dancers. The women wanted male strippers for their bachelorette and birthday parties. So I held auditions and got male strippers. And so I was making commission off all of it. But here's the thing. When that happened, I needed peace. So I called Mama. And I said, Mom, I told her what happened. And I said, I feel like, see, I didn't know it was the voice of God. I know it now. He was talking to me, telling me if I give my life to him, I'd find that true peace and happiness. Oh, oh. And then and then the other voice was telling me, you work too hard for this business. And you love dancing. And you're going to be rich and famous. And you're going to have everything. But see, the, the Lord was drawing on me with his love. And then all of a sudden, I said, Mom. I said, Would you lead me in a prayer of the Lord? I want to give my life to Jesus. Can you imagine how my mother must
0: have (laughs) felt? Candy, you know, I was just thinking of what shall profit a man if he gained the entire world and loses his own soul? People are working themselves to death and they're filling their flesh with so much. Yes. And coming at the end to destruction, you know? Yes. There's a way that seems right to a man. In the end, it leads where? I know, to destruction and to hell. Because there really
1: is a hell. There's a heaven and there's a hell. And God doesn't want any of us to go there.
0: So your mother prayed. You prayed with your mother? Yes. Tell me what happened.
1: Okay, well, this is awesome. God orchestrated this. I got asked to go to church the night before this all happened. And I asked Jesus into my heart with my mother, okay? The night before, my girlfriend, who was timid and, and was not like me, she kept asking me, inviting me to church. And I'd say, ah, one of these days. And I encourage your listeners, ask people to church, no matter how unlikely they may seem, yeah. because you never know. Anyway, I, finally she said, there's going to be an evangelist there that used to be a drug addict. And I said, hmm, sounds interesting. Maybe I'll go. Well, I was doing a show for a judge that was up for election that night of the revival and, and I had said, yes, I'd go, but I was a half hour late. And I looked at my watch, and I said, oh, I can't go. But, you know, I was compelled, Byron, when the Holy Spirit, this is why we got to pray for our loved ones, because the Holy Spirit drew me. I felt myself, and I had a date with me that night. He had to go because he had no car. <laughs> and we went to church. I didn't dress like a, a good girl. I kept my coat on, though. I was late, but everybody in that church, when the door opened, they looked back. But you know what, Byron, if they had looked at me in disgust, I would have ran out of there. They didn't. They smiled. They were glad somebody new was coming in there. We can't look at the outward appearance, Byron. There's people hurting. I was hurting, and I didn't know how lost I was. That evangelist came back to me and pointed at me and said, he said, God has a miracle for you. He prophesied something else. I don't even remember what it was. I just knew that. And before you know it, I'm feeling it. See, he had joy. He was jumping around. See, I got joy now, Byron. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an evangelist now. Yeah. And when I preach, I get a little lively (laughs) because I'm excited.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, going back to what the Word says, too much have been forgiven. There is the freedom. There is the load of sin lifted. And when a lot of sin has been lifted, You can jump a lot higher because of the joy knowing again what Jesus Christ has done for you.
1: Yes. When you know that the Lord has spoken to you, He has drawn you with His love. I'm telling you. And then I see no coincidence things happen in my life after that that I knew he was watching me.
0: Okay, so from the time you received Christ okay. and you went to that church visit, Yes. are you still running your business? Oh, no. I mean, that's, that's. Listen,
1: nobody, I didn't even have to read the Bible to know what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do. I, I knew I couldn't keep my old lifestyle. Somebody said, You said to me, well, why didn't you keep your old business? They weren't saved. <laughs> and I go, What? Yeah. With nudity? I mean, I knew. God, isn't, the Holy it, Spirit show me. Isn't God that the to goal, which is repentance?
0: You know what, Candy? That is such a good word because I was a new Christian. I had, a, 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 as a teenager, a life of addictions too. And I you remember did. when I got saved. Okay. When I got saved, you know, I'd never read the Bible. I didn't wasn't growing up in church. Okay. But there were certain things. Matter of fact, I remember the first girl I went out. It was a church I was in the youth group, and we went on a date together. Yeah. And we went out, had a dinner, and we prayed together. And I took her home, and she goes. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I said, well, what's wrong? Did I do something wrong? She said, you haven't tried to put your hand on me all night. And I said, oh. well, I, said, well I-, I thought that's what Christians were supposed to that's do. That's right. That's right. Thought, you know? <laughs> that's right. But that was the Holy Spirit. Had, yes. I didn't have enough Bible background understanding to me. know. But it was the Spirit of God. Spirit yeah.
1: convicting us.
0: Yeah, telling us. Showing
1: us the right way. Exactly. See, that's why we need yeah. the Holy Spirit.
0: Yes. Okay. To show us. So, okay. Wow, this is just so radical. Because that's what Jesus does when we get real with him, he gets yeah. real with us. Oh, yeah. So how did you pay your bills? I mean, what changed? Okay, well,
1: I didn't. I had to let that business go. I had to call downtown Chicago tell them take that billboard down. I I, I, I just called all called the people that worked for me, everything. I said, I'm saved. I said, I don't want this business no more. It's got to go. See, repentance is being willing to leave the old life behind, yes. turning around. Yes. And, and I didn't know what repentance meant then, but I see now that's what it was, the Holy Spirit drawing. And so the alcohol, the drugs, all that, and I moved in with my mother.
0: So those addictions of drinking and the drugs, that was gone.
1: Yes. And then the next thing, I didn't realize the sexual part had to go because I had this boyfriend, I told you, that went to church with me the night before. But I heard a sermon on Samson and Delilah and that he lost his power when he slept with her. And I knew I had power. I no longer wanted to do alcohol or drugs. I was changed. Even my thoughts. Byron, the night that they were, oh, I didn't tell you this. When my girlfriend, they called, the next night they had revival. And my girlfriend called from the restaurant. She said, You want to come have coffee? This was right in the midst of my turmoil with the pastor and all of them, the event. Oh, no, you know, I don't want to go. Yeah. Well, You know what? After mom led me to the Lord, I said, Mom, would you call over there and see if they're still there? They'll open the church doors and let me in. (laughs) And they did. It was almost midnight. (laughs) But anyway, let me tell you what happened. Do we have a minute?
0: No, we got plenty of time. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I go to my closet now. Mom's already led me to the Lord. I said, Mom, call and find out if they're still there. She called back. Yes, they did. Mom, will you go with me? Mom didn't drive. So. I go pick up my mother. Matter of fact, on the way to pick up my mother, I'm ready to light up a cigarette. And the Lord said, the Holy Spirit says, come all the way. I used to smoke two packs a day. (laughs) I threw them out the window. I was a litter bug. Sorry, God. (laughs) But anyway, so I go to pick her up. Oh, before I go to pick her up now, I go to my closet to find something decent to wear. Byron, I was a nasty dresser. I dressed the part. And I was bold, and I wanted to be like that. Well, and when I got saved, Byron, one of the first things happened, I realized I went to the closet. I had no dresses, one dress that was low-cut, and Byron, I went and found a safety pin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my.
1: <laughs> that was a big example of of not only changing the addictions, but even the mindset.
0: Hey Candy, too, when your life changed, when you made this new journey in Christ and your life was beginning to change What about those who worked with you and saw this change? I mean, did they just totally abandon you? Did they say, hey, what's happened with candy? Can I have what candy has?
1: I told them what happened. Okay. I didn't know how to evangelize. Here's how I did. As a new Christian, I just told my story. Kind of like what I'm telling you. I mean, now I know the Romans road and all that. Matter of fact, I'm a certified evangelist through the assemblies of God. I mean, I know the word now, but I didn't then. But I found out later that two of the male strippers had given their lives to the lord later on so i'm sure that at some point they probably remembered you know my right. testimony
0: now this has brought us to before we go we really want to make sure we talk about this traveling ministry that god's given you with yes. television yes so you're using television in a wholly different way now because yes. of your new life oh
1: yes i know isn't it's, that something to
0: talk about other people's addictions and yes. transformation
1: Yes, oh, my. Okay, when I first got saved, then for a while, let me tell you quickly, I've written five books now. And I had a radio program for three years. And four years ago, I started TV. I interview people set free from addictions. I'll have them tell how miserable their life was before Christ. And then how they met Christ. And now how there's restoration and peace, joy, and purpose. Because now most of them are in the ministry sharing the Lord. It's wonderful. And at the end of my show, I give about a five-minute salvation invitation asking them if they want that new life. But I remind them it's not just confessing. They must be willing to repent, leave the old life behind. You can't hang on to your mess and hang on to Jesus. You know, let it go. And when you do, you find the peace and happiness. And now I'm on three networks. VTN, Total Living Network, and Uplift TV. 25 million homes.
0: So you've been living on this peace pill now for...
1: Oh, tw- i got now 29 years. I did backslid after yeah. three and a half years, giving my life to the Lord then. Byron, I hate to say, but... I end up living with somebody two miserable years, but it was miserable, Byron. And I have such a heart for the backslider because I know they're miserable.
0: Christians can sin too. The difference is you don't enjoy it, your sin. You can't. No. If you're God will not allow you to enjoy no. your sin. No.
1: Holy Spirit will convict you and yes. draw you, and you will not be happy again till you rededicate.
0: Candy, as we start to wrap up the show right now, yes. uh, I can't help but think there might be A young lady, maybe a young man that's listening right now, trapped in addiction, whether it be pornography, whether it be drugs, whether it be the lifestyle, what you've shared today that you're living in, speak to that person right now. Yes.
1: Can I I also lead them to the Lord? Please. Oh, for any of you that's listening and you're in any kind of addiction, I don't care what it is, I, I know that you are not happy. And I also know there's probably consequences that's starting to happen. Maybe losing your family, your jobs, affecting your health. Who knows? John 10.10, the Bible says the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's what he does. But the other part of that verse is that Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. And he wants to give you that new life. And you can be free. You may think, well, if I give this up, I'm not going to have any fun or I'm going to be miserable. No, let me tell you, God loves you. He loves you with an unconditional love, but he loves you enough not to let you stay in that, to let you hear a message such as today, to give your life to him. So if you'd like that new life and you're willing to leave the old life behind and you want to truly commit your life to him, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. All you've got to do is just mean it with your whole heart. And the Holy Spirit will come in and give you the power. You can live it. And then he wants to use your life as a testimony. So just say this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. I want to live for you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. For loving me. Never giving up on me. I love you too, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. God bless you, Candy. And I was just thinking that even when we see such strong strongholds in our life, we trust God to give us the gift of repentance because we don't have the power in ourselves to do that. We don't have the power. We have to continually trust in his grace, his mercy. And he gives us that gift of repentance to be able to believe, yes. the faith to believe. He gives it yes. to us.
1: Yes, and he draws us. Yes. I'm sure that as you were listening to my testimony, you were thinking, I can relate. Maybe you couldn't relate to everything about the prostitution or the stripping, but you could relate. Any kind of addiction, we can relate with each other because we know that our lifestyles are not truly happy.
0: Candy, how can listeners get in touch with you, find out more about your ministry? Is there a website?
1: Yes. Thank you for asking. It's addictionfreetv.com. And I have it. You can uh, click on an email there. There's also a phone number that you can call on my website. Also, you can find resources uh, even in other states if you're looking for a faith-based recovery home to go to or uh, faith-based Christian, like 12-step. I've also written curriculum for 12 steps. My five books are also on my website if you want to check any of them out, and also on Amazon. But I just pray that you would totally give your life to Jesus.
0: And, listener, if you're in the place that you did give your life to Jesus today... Please reach out to Candy. Let her know. Send her an email and let yes. her know you prayed with her today. Yes. She'll let me know, too, that we heard from you. We'll pray for you and ask God to help continue your new journey with Christ, too. Yes. Wow, Candy, this has been incredible. Uh, thank you for loving the Jesus I love. Thank you for sharing with us today. This has been a true blessing, a joy. It was a divine appointment that we had an ice cream social last night because yes. we met each other and shared this fellowship. Yes. Thank you so much for what you're doing, Candy, for the kingdom of God through your ministry. God bless you. Thanks for stopping by. Friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate your time. I'm Byron Tyler coming to you from Proclaim 18, the 2018 National Religious Broadcasters Convention at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.